Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Our guest this morning is Don Murphy. He's the well-known owner of Murphy's Bar and Grill, which he's owned for more than 34 years. Don grew up in Oklahoma, then lived in Florida, California, and Oregon. And he met his wife, Marion, at Murphy's when he bought it in 1987. A member of the Hawaii Restaurant Association Hall of Fame, he and his wife, Marion, are also in the UH Circle of Honor. Murphy's has won countless awards and was a finalist for the National Restaurant Association's Good Neighbor Award most recently. Welcome our guest, Don Murphy. Hello, Murph. How are you? Good, Joe. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. It's so nice of you to come and spend some time with us this morning. Thank you. Oh, no problem. You know, I wanted to just start talking about this right off the bat because we've talked about philanthropy on the podcasts before, but we've never really spoken to somebody who is I would say you're just a natural philanthropist. I'm always interested in people who give back to the community. Where does that come from? Like, did you grow up in a family where it was expected that you would be doing things for other people? What What was your family like? What was your What were your parents like? Well, I probably got a lot of that from my mother. Uh, she was really caring and giving. Like, if, when my father was ill and in the hospital, I can remember countless times somebody. Other woman would be there crying or upset because of what was going on. And my mother would go up and talk to him and hug him. And she was just always always that way and always involved in trying to do do good things and have fun. My father was always working, so but he was a great guy. So you saw from a really early age somebody comforting other people even when she was having a difficult time herself. Correct, yeah. How about as you grew up, did the two things come together for you, like giving, um, sort of nurturing other people and food? Or was it when you got into the restaurant industry that you saw, oh, this is a way you can give back by feeding people? Yeah, I think that was probably when I got in the restaurant industry. Growing up, I was always the guy that would want to organize the parties and have fun and get things going. I can remember my first fundraiser was uh, we did a thing at, and when I was a freshman in high school you raised, uh, you got a, uh, a vote for each penny that you raised for the ugliest man on campus contest, and I won it. <laughs> so that money is, went to the Red Cross. Is that a true story? <laughs> yeah, that's a true story. <laughs> so that, that was your initiation into fund <laughs> fundraising. Right. So that was something you just always enjoyed even early on then, just like being the life of the party, organizing things, seeing other people having a good time. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, kind of my personality, I guess. Yeah, I guess it is. And it's carried on today. But to Murphy's, I mean, you've owned Murphy's for such a long time. Yeah, now. 34 years in November. Yeah. And I know you're going to tell me that seems like yesterday <laughs> that you bought it. Does, it. Yeah. Tell us a story about how you came to Hawaii and how you have Murphy's and how you and Marion have really grown it into the neighborhood. I mean, it's the quintessential neighborhood bar and, bar and restaurant. Yeah. Well, I worked for a guy in, out of San Francisco, an investment banker managing commercial properties for him. And he had some property in Hawaii, and we would come over here and, uh, and inspect the property and check on things. And I handled some of the leasing for him on a, a couple of small strips, shopping centers that he had. And we enjoyed coming downtown because back then, and this is 40, 40 years ago nearly, or 35 years ago, there was, my place was called Mateo's. It was Mateo's associated with the one in Waikiki. And right next door was Jameson's Irish Pub, which is now our takeout area. And that was owned by Ed Green. And uh, we just really enjoyed coming down to those bars and the, and the Chinatown life there. It was, you know, wasn't 
quite as edgy as it is these days. And we enjoy that a lot more than Waikiki, so that's where we come. And then one day I was managing a houseboat rental place for him up on Shasta Lake in Northern California. And he called me up and said, hey, Murph, I just bought the buildings uh, where Mateo's and Ferguson's, or not Ferguson's, and uh, Jameson's were, uh, and on that block between Uano and Bethel. He says, let's go open up our own place and you can run it. <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know. You know, I was kind of enjoying what I was doing up there. And we'd always talked about having our own place. But I said, well, you know, I kind of like it up here. He said, well, you know, I don't need you there anymore. So let's go. So <laughs> that was it. We and came so- over and I was going to do uh, Jameson's, but it was much smaller. And I fell in love with the building at Murphy's. And my wife was working there and I fell in love with her. So I, we just went ahead and bought those guys out. So it really is. I mean, that is such a part of your life, that corner of, yeah. of Nu'uanu. Yeah. Um, um, the fact that you met Marion there, and then she's such a huge part of it as well. Yeah. Did she also come from a family that were very giving and that it was giving back with everything? Very much so. She's Canadian. She's lived in, grew up in Edmonton, and her mother and father just were wonderful. Her father's passed away, but the mother's still alive. They're wonderful people, and they were always very involved with the activities at school. Their son was a coach. In high school, and as Marion grew up, and uh, they all grew up, they the kids were always over at their house, and wherever everybody the hangout was always at the Elniskis. So that was uh, she was that's in her blood as well. And what's also in her blood, and something that's come in handy with fundraising, is again and again it sort of speaks almost to old fashioned values. Really, of is she's an incredibly talented person in terms of seamstress, baker. Um, there's not a person that goes to Murphy's on a Friday that doesn't know they're going there for <laughs> pies, right? Which has be, been renamed Pie Day instead of Friday. Um, you know, when when you look at how you both operate the restaurant, um, when you do your fundraisers and when you are bringing the community together, a lot of it is just basic, really strong community value. I mean, Marion will make quilts, she'll you know, offer things for sale that are truly unique and very beautiful. You know, you rally people around, get donations from them. It's a huge amount of effort, but it's really kind of grassroots, yeah? Yeah, yeah it really is, uh, especially in the in the beginning. Uh, you know, one of the things that we really enjoyed, and I, I miss actually doing it, but when we first opened up, uh, we weren't open Saturday and Sunday because there's nobody downtown on the weekends. So I don't know how it started getting out, but people would start calling me and say, hey, we've got somebody that's got a disease, got cancer or something, and we'd like to do a fundraiser. Can we do it there on the weekend? I'd say, sure, let's do it. So we'd do it. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if I ever made any money off of doing any of them because we'd get, you get involved with it and you get to know the people and you say, oh, don't worry about that. I'll take care of that. Don't worry. Oh, that's okay. But then people would donate things. But we had some of the best times that there'd be music and girls would be doing the hula. And I mean, it was just really incredible. And, uh, you know, I, I miss that that part of it, but what we do now is still still fun. We try to make it fun. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to do anything in over a year. Exactly. I was going to ask you that. How do you see that whole fundraising arm of restaurants in particular changing because of COVID and the fact that we may be like we are now, you know, for years to come? Has it changed people's giving habits? Is it different because they can't be in person, do you think? I don't think so, so much because, you know, Hawaii's different to me, and I've lived, like I said, all over the country. You know, people here are so giving and so concerned and wonderful. And uh, I think what with the the COVID and everything, it's it's kind of brought people closer together in some sense, even though you couldn't see them, you know. But no, I think it's, it's going to be 
still good. Do you, are we hopeful that there will be a big skin piget this year? We're working on it. We'll see. I'm gonna, <laughs> we've, if it is, it's, it's going to be in October. We've set a date, and now we've just got to, you know, play it by ear and see what happens and how much opens up. And I, I think we'll probably be able to do something if we don't have any setbacks or any more. For people listening, the Pigskin Pigout, if you don't know, is the really famous fundraiser that is run annually at Murphy's. It kind of kicks off football season, or it has for the past 20 25, years. 25, 25 yeah, years. Yeah. Um, and it's principally, it started as a fundraiser to food, feed the football players at UH, who up until that point didn't really even have a training table, right? Correct, it was like yeah. They were buying their own food, and we yeah. all know how much those boys can eat and yeah. need to eat. Yeah. Um, has that become your most consistently successful fundraiser of all? Oh, well, that and the White Children's Cancer Foundation dinner that we've done for, gosh, about 15, 15 years now, I guess, 12, 15 years. Uh, and that's a wonderful event. We do it out on the street just like the pigskin pig out, but it's more limited to people and you buy tables. And that's really a, a, a really a heartwarming event. You've been to it, you and Bobby, so, you know, and Finn and uh, Max, all of you. That event has become, I mean, that event sells out before you even get the tickets out nowadays. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's very popular. It's a great, great fun event and very worthwhile. Which, are there any of the, of the I mean, everyone who knows you knows that, that you use the restaurant for good all the time. I mean, it's just a place where people just feel good when they come in. Are there any stories that stick out over the years of, of people that you've helped or fundraisers that you've done? that have been particularly moving? Oh, oh, there's probably several if I really think about it. I mean, one we did the one several years ago, there was a young girl from Ireland who lost both her legs in a car accident on the Big Island and had fl- been flown over to Queens. And so we did a fundraiser. Ray Sweeney, who was helping me with this advertising and everything at the time, uh, called me up and says, hey, we got to do something about this. I said, okay, let's do a fundraiser. So uh, we did, and we uh, raised, I think, 20-some thousand dollars, and Marion made her a quilt, and it was a really nice Irish-type quilt. And a few, two or three years later, her aunt came into the restaurant to thank me. She'd been there that night. They were over here for the accident, and uh, said that she still had the quilt, and she was on we're using the prosthetics now, and so, you know. Things like that. And then the, the Ron McDonald not gift wrap that we do, mm-hmm. you know, every year is just incredible. We, you know, we probably get about three or 400 gifts brought in and donated, and we do a big food spread on the street. And, and those kids coming in, and uh, it's it's really heartwarming. Really heartwarming. Yeah, yeah it really is. It's, it's an, all the events that you do are amazing. And they, I think, you know, nowadays with so much changing in the food and beverage industry and so much changing around the world, I think more and more people are looking for that kind of connection between who who they patronize as a business and what that business is doing, who's giving back and who's contributing to society. And and I think you guys started that before people even really were conscious of it, which is an amazing thing. You know, let's just talk a wee bit about your food because I think sometimes a lot of focus goes on what you do and who you are. And people neglect to mention the fact that you've got some of the great, some of my favorite food, some of the best food. Um, in town. And again, it's something that you guys, you just do what you do. You know who you are. You have a menu that really is very consistent with you and the, and the kind of food that you like to eat. And tell us a little bit about your menu and, and, and what you encourage people to eat for a true taste of Murphy's. Well, it's, you know, pretty much comfort food is what we, we try to specialize in. 
and we you know we did the corned beef and cabbage and the shepherd's pie and the Irish burgers to to start off with. I wanted to get the Irish element in there, and uh, that's been the shepherd's pie has been one of our favorite favorite uh, menu items. And you know now we're doing some smoke things and a lot of uh, just a lot of uh, good fun. Uh, Comfort food. I mean, that's that's what we like. You know, it's like I've always said. It's not you know, it's not a the fanciest food in the world. And the only fusion that you're going to find at Murphy's is confusion. So, but uh, it's you know, and it's my, and the pies on Friday. You know, it's it's just down home cooking is what we try to do. It's of the highest quality. It really is absolutely delicious. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you are seventy one years old. I know you won't mind me sharing no. that with people. Um, and sh- you don't show any signs ever to anyone that you're slowing down or thinking of, you know, slowing <laughs> Only down. Only to myself and my <laughs> wife. <laughs> do you, is there a point, I mean, do you think about it sometimes? What What's next? Or are you going to keep this incredible intensity of just giving and doing and working every day? Is that what keeps you going? Yeah, I think we're keeping it. Yeah, we'll we'll just keep going. I mean, it's you know the COVID thing and uh, being shut down and everything really took a lot of fun of our, out of our life as far as being able to give. But we were able to do a lot uh, when we were everything was closed down. We did our we kept doing our takeout, and we fed several hospitals and emergency room people and uh, a lot of Kapuna and kids and yeah. So we kept kept it going. We'll just keep going till it's over. I can't imagine what you would do if you didn't keep going every single day. During COVID, you must have, like many restaurants were, but I think particularly on your special corner over there, you must have been struck by how um, people responded to taking care of their local restaurants. While you were taking care of other people, um, I think people felt very much that they needed to and wanted to come to Murphy's and and make sure that you guys were still in business. Yeah, we were incredibly lucky uh and fortunate, fortunate to have the the support that we did from our former customers and new customers, friends. I mean, Joe, I can't tell you how much you know people would come in and give us money to you know they knew that we were trying to help out, and then then it's just just to keep us going. I you know, I had one gal send me a check. Uh, she read in the paper, heard somewhere where we were feeding the emergency room at Queens. Uh, at one point in time, about twice a week, and uh, she said, "My mother was at Queens, and they took such good care of her. I want you to put this in in towards it." So that's we've just been so so lucky, and what I it's interesting. What I also see or hear a lot is not only at our place, but all the other restaurants that I know that remained open during this thing. The staff was really the core of the staff. The ones that stayed, they just you know what can we do? We'll do anything. We just want to keep it going, and that's especially at our place that happened. That spirit of giving, right? It's just you cultivate it. Yeah. Um, I always believe it's something. It's like a culture of just giving back, and yeah. when you need it most, it comes out. Um, Murph, there are so many young people desperate now to get into the food and beverage industry. Yeah. We see every week someone comes up with a new idea. Someone wants to open a new restaurant. Given the experience that you have and all the different things you've done in the food industry, what would be something that you would say to a young person today wanting to start a restaurant or a bar? What is like a crucial thing for you that you must do or you must know about running a restaurant? I think that you've just got to be prepared to give a lot of time and effort. You're going to sacrifice a lot of going to concerts, hanging out. You know, when instead of going to the concert, you're going to be the place that's getting ready to feed the people that are going to the concert. You know, so it's it's just the, the, the sacrifice that goes with it. And it becomes a part of your life. And you better have passion for it or it's not going to work. 
if it's not something you really want to do, you know, you just don't go open a restaurant and start making money and then turn it over to a manager. Uh, it's, you know, you've got to be passionate and just love it. You're right, because you can't imagine, if you think of all the great restaurants and you think of all the people like you who are running them, it's that passion that fuels it on the days where you just think it's not going to work, right? Right, yeah. And I'll tell you, Joe, that uh, every restaurant, I'd say 80 or 90% of the restaurants that I know, the, the, the people that run it and own it, and you're, I'm sure you'll, you'll verify this, behind every restaurant, is, there's, it's always Murphy's, Nico's, it's whatever, it's, you know, it's the guy. And behind every one of those is a woman that's making things happen. Which is definitely true in your case. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, she's the heart and soul. She just, you know, she makes makes everything happen. All the little details, you know, keeps me going. Uh, she told me one time, she said, you seem depressed. I said, ah, I'm kind of down. She says, why don't you have a fundraiser, you know? <laughs> and I think we did. <laughs> so. and, and, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up, too, because we mentioned how great Marion is at with her input into the fundraisers and with everything she does, she's very much a behind-the-scenes person, very much in the background. Right. Um, you're the person that takes all the glory. No, I'm just kidding. No. But, but you are <laughs> the face. It, I don't deserve it. Exactly. You're yeah. the face of it. You're the person yeah. that comes. And she's there every day. She's in the restaurant every yeah. day. She's just, I think, very typical of, again, someone who's passionate. Marion wouldn't give up what she does no. if you paid her. No. I no. mean, she's quite amazing. Yeah. So. Together, it's no wonder that the two of you have done what you've done, and we're lucky to have you. Thank you. We're lucky to be here and have the community support that we do. It was lovely talking to you. You too, Joe. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. Join us next time to hear more stories from the people who run Hawaii's business.